I want to sell them at a price that is a good value price that we're making profit. All of us are making money and they keep for years. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the High Level Spotlight Sessions, where we showcase awesome marketers doing awesome marketing. Today, I'm joined by Mike Knorr. He's the VP of Marketing and Sales at that company, who are industry leaders when it comes to white-labeled agency support for services like SEO, PPC, social media, reputation management, and more. Mike, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Chase. I appreciate you having me. So, Mike, we are talking about white-labeled services, right? And it's something that we talk about a lot because uh, it's very important. And we know this because of sort of internal studies that we have done. So high level, we're like, I think we're coming up on three years old now. We've worked with, I don't know, uh, 15,000, 20,000 different agencies. And when we looked across the board for patterns and trends, one that stood out was that agencies doing very well versus agencies that aren't are the ones that offer more than one service. And the more services they offer seems to correlate with the longer they retain clients. Um, And so that creates a problem, right? If you're an early agency and you're like, well, I'm really good at Facebook ads, I'd love to offer SEO, but that's like, that takes years to master, right? So so what am I supposed to do here? And our answer is you need a partner, a white labeled partner. So is that something that you find to be true as well, that the more services an agency can provide, the better shot they have of retaining clients? I find that to be true as long as they're doing it well, right? You know, if you're right. offering more services, but your other services you're screwing up, yeah, you're, you're not going to retain them, right? Um, but yeah, as long as you're doing it well, um, whether that's by having a partner at the table or, um, you know, you've got, uh, people that they're experts at what they do, then yes, I see that as a huge retention point. And the reason being, I, I've seen it all the time where, um, and it's, it's happened to, to us before, um, where we were like, Hey, yeah, we don't do that. And this was back before we were in the white label space. We were just an agency. Um, so we had a huge client come to us and we're like, hey, we need you to offer this service. We're like, well, that's not us. That's not what we do. And then they go, okay, well, we're going to talk to some dudes. And then they go, oh, well, uh, they do all the other things you do too. So I'm going to put it in one place. People like that whole quote unquote idea of underneath one roof. So yeah. um, that became super important to us to go, okay, well, we're not going to let that keep happening. So let's scale and figure out how to offer these services and offer them well. And then now we do that for agencies. So is there a, would you say top three or four core set of services that you feel like every agency should offer? Um, I feel like what folks should really focus on offering uh, is definitely lead generation services that can fall into a lot of different areas. Um, I'm going to say for, for us, uh, Facebook ads is, is a big play. Um, Google ads is huge. Uh, search engine optimization. Those are like the three big ones, I would say, to really, really focus in on. Uh, It's also a really good idea, though, to get into their, um, once they have a lead, what are, you know, I mean, this is where Go High Level falls in, right? Of, hey, are they taking good care of them? Um, Are they, do they have the email automation? So I think that's a perfect service that should also be offered, making sure you've got that follow-up system in place for the customer. Yeah, that's a great point. And I feel like um, this goes into our next point of, of selling, right? Selling things that you don't, that aren't in your wheelhouse can be a challenge, right? And so let's talk about that in a second. But I think you hit the nail on the head, at least in my experience, because when you think about it, 
lead generation, there are two giants, Google and Facebook, right? Google is amazing for people that are searching things they need right now, right? AdWords, it's like my uh, pipe just burst. I need a plumber right now, right? AdWords. <laughs> Facebook is incredible because of the lower cost, the um, targeting capabilities, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then there's SEO. And I feel like agencies that do lead gen and PPC and Facebook, but not SEO are missing out on such an easy story that you tell, right? Because it's like, hey, these things are great because they can drive you leads right now, but you pay for that. Right. Organic leads are really the holy grail because they're free. However, it takes time to rank, right? So that's kind of a one-two punch that I feel like when you hammer out. And do you guys help agencies tell that story as far as selling? Absolutely. The whole thing? Absolutely. So and you're hitting on a point that uh, what we do that most white labels don't do is actually join in on the sales process. We join on the front lines. So we're, you know, they, they have a prospect, they book them, we show up, we run research and we show them, hey, look, this is the idea. We want to start... It, most we, we want to get a client addicted to what we do very quickly and go, Hey, look, we, we showed up, we, we showed you that we can generate leads for you. And that is normally we start off with ads and we go, Hey, Facebook ads or Google ads, whatever's going to be the best fit for them, uh, their goals, their market, et cetera. And then we go, but let's look at the long term here. Um, my goal here is to show you that we're able to show up and, and, you know, increase your business and increase your revenue. And let's talk about that reinvestment. And that reinvestment is in that long-term investment of SEO. Um, it is one of the, the bigger services that we provide um, because a lot of agencies don't necessarily know how to do it. It is um, a little more complex um, in its nature. Uh, and so uh, it's also very nice in terms of um, when we're talking about selling Google ads or Facebook ads, um, you know, you, you make a certain amount of money the margins on SEO are also um, pretty nice. So um, we all get- Yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved how you mentioned, let's talk about reinvesting, right? So a lot of people are scared to sell SEO, but you just sort of, of hit it, right? Where it's like, hey, ads are great. They're going to work right away, right? You're going to start seeing results and you're going to be driving more revenue, but you'd be foolish to not reinvest some of that, right? And it's like, well, sure, that makes sense. And like you reinvest through SEO because you're planting seeds for tomorrow. Right. And I think that resonates. That makes sense. And so I feel like agencies that aren't offering SEO are really missing out on an easy sale and a lucrative sale, like you just mentioned. But again, if you don't know how to do SEO, it's very intimidating to sell right. it to someone. Right. You don't, I, I, the, the worst thing that you can do is sell something that you're not good at. Um, so if you don't have the partner, you don't have the people in place, don't don't risk the client relationship is way too valuable. We know how much it costs to, to go get a client in the agency space. Um, and that relationship you, you want to maintain it. So, um, but yeah, uh, SEO is, is the next, next natural sale. It's, it's what we do next in our pipeline. And would you agree that you guys do reputation management for me, reputation's a no brainer, right? Where it's like, it just completes the circle. It's like, okay, great. Like the ads are going to drive new business. SEO is going to, plan for the future, but these new customers that you're generating, you have to leverage them too, right? Like you, most of them aren't just going to, out of the kindness of their heart, take a moment in their day to leave you a good review. Like you got to put a process into place to, to remind them and ask them in these types of things. And so again, that's another service that I feel like if you're not offering, it's like, you know, you're just leaving money on the table. 
and and it's pretty easy. It's not it's not a difficult service uh, to offer. Um, it it's super high value for the customer. It's going to help them. Just when when we talk about you're driving all these leads, and if they don't have enough social proof, then their closing rates aren't going to be what they need to be, and thus they're looking at all right. Well, should I keep doing this? Well, I'd like to solve that by giving them lots of social proof so they continue to retain the services because customers go, oh, yeah, I, I saw you know, You have hundreds or thousands of reviews and it looks really good. You guys are the clear fit compared to the other folks that aren't focusing on that. So it, it makes a ton of sense to do that to go for customers. Yeah, social proof. That's the, that's the term um, that I think we don't use enough when we say reputation management. It's generating social proof, uh, which is going to help convert future customers one service we haven't talked about is social media, right? The one that every customer thinks that they want the most. And for me, back at our agency, it was one that I tried to avoid altogether. You know, I remember having conversations where it's like, look, I know that you want social media, but I'm telling you, if you want revenue, it's ads. Yes. <laughs> now, <laughs> how do you guys handle social media? For Because for me, it was always like, you know, uh, give them what they want, sell them what they need. Like, sure. Okay. You want social media. So we'll sell you a social media package. Um, but that's not really what's going to move the needle, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. It's all about education for us. So when they say, Hey, I want social media, I go, okay, cool. So, uh, let me ask this. You post your Facebook page and uh, exactly how many people see that? Okay. I can, I can take over posting for you and you know, it continues to be seen by 50 people. Or what I'm going to recommend is we're going to do Facebook advertising, and that's going to actually expose the message the way it should be exposed. Um, I do think that there is a play in certain social media platforms. Uh, for instance, if uh, you're B2B and you're not using your personal LinkedIn account, um, then you're missing out. You should. like that. That's just a no-brainer. Uh, the uh, exposure that organic content is getting there is amazing, um, and I highly recommend it. So um, if you're not at the same time, I do think it's true that you don't want it to be barren, right? Like if someone's checking you out, they don't want to see that the last time you posted on Facebook was two years ago. So, I mean, there are, that isn't, an, I mean, I just sort of talked myself in a circle. That's an easy service to offer, right? Like, Hey, it sure. Is. We're just going to keep your feeds alive. <laughs> it's to keep it updated, but it's, to, it's super important. And I, I press this uh, just intensely uh, to everybody that uh, works here as well as any of our partners and that is set expectations properly if you think yeah. that you're going to sign up for social media marketing services and all of a sudden you're going to get customers for the most part that's not the case because it's not the ad side um it is literally a reputation play it's and we do it ourselves like i can tell you we've got tens 10,000 15,000 people on our facebook page i post close to 50 people like uh, yep. Okay. Um, this I is mean, like, the algorithm is against you, right? Like the right. odds that anyone's going to see anything that you post organically are so low. Unless, and I realize like this changes so fast. So I'm going to specifically say, hey, we're talking June 2021. Um, unless you are a, a personality profile, um, like a, just a public personality, uh, those uh, Facebook is like switch the algorithm. I don't know if you've noticed this recently in your own feeds, but um, they switch the algorithm on that and go, Hey, cool. You're a public personality. You get tons of reach. You're, you are in a different category. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, your average plumbing outfit, no. probably not going to uh, be in the algorithm sweet spot when it comes to just posting organically. Exactly. But, uh, I think again, it, it's all part of a package, right? And you hit the nail on the head with 
managing expectations. To me, that was the thing. We, we ventured into white label services as an agency um, years ago and just got obliterated because we did not foresee the fact that like, sure, we can power an SEO program for you. That's $1,500 a month and you're going to mark it up. Great. And then it was just like this nightmare of like, you told them what, like you said you would do what, why would you say that? Like, why wouldn't you ask us first if we could do that for you? You know what I mean? It was just this nightmare of unaligned expectations. How do you, how do you go? How do you make that work? Sure. So um, this has been really what's key for us. So we have really two uh, key differentiators for, for us in the white label marketing space. So uh, the first key differentiator is our sales support. Um, that sales support is really what allows us to get on phone calls, uh, to talk to prospects, have our partner in the room with us, and they're going to see this is how they set expectations. This is, you know, this is the way that things are done and they're done well. And um, our retention is fantastic. Like I can look at, we have a status panel of all of our customers. I can tell you that on average, the average client, clients that onboarded today are in the average clients that have been here for 12 years are in the average, average client is three and a half years. So we've got a really nice. Which put you in like the 99th percentile, <laughs> or I would say the top one percentile of agencies based on what we have seen. Right. So, and, and I also think, and I realize there's different logic on this. Um, so some people may shoot me down on this, but we don't try to overprice it either. So some folks, they're like, Hey, I'm going to get a client. I'm going to have a client leave in three months. You're rebuilding your agency every three months then. And I don't want to rebuild my agency every three months. The power is cash flow. If the power is cash flow, then it's retention of clients and, and continue on. So I don't want to sell them for like this crazy price that they just, they think about every single month, man, do I really want to pay that. Do I, I want to sell them at a price that is a good value price that we're making profit. All of us are making money and they keep for years. That's, that's really what I want to do. See, again, you just came back around to the key, which is expectations, right? Because in my experience, what you just described is hundred percent accurate. If you charge someone a super premium, they are going to analyze the heck out of it every single month. And every time they see the charge run on their card, they wince and they find a reason to call you complain about something. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the flip, if they know they're getting great value, I can't believe these guys are charging me $1,500 a month. Like clearly, you know, I'm, I'm making out on this deal. That's great. But if you set the expectations properly, they will never try to take advantage, right? Hey, I know that you guys told, you know, I know that it's not part of my plan, but I was thinking this, and then I could have a very nice conversation. Absolutely. We could do that. You know, that would be an extra, whatever, $1,500 a month. Do you want to get that going? You know what I mean? Instead of the opposite, which is like a constant battle and a war and yeah, you sold them at 5k a month, but you lost them in three months. Right. It's not worth it. It, it. It's not, you're not thinking long-term you're thinking a really short-term game and it's a hustle game and it's not, it's not how you build a really sustainable business. Um, so I, I hit on that sales support and how we set expectations there. That's one of our key differentiators in the white label space. The second key differentiator in the white label space, and this is what's essential to retention, um, is we are, in fact, the most scalable white label provider on the market. Um, and what I mean by that is every other white label that you call, um, at least 99% of them, um, there may be a few, they want to do the back-end work and they never want to talk to the client. Sure. And that is a recipe for disaster because then that means the agency owner or team members on their side are having to play the telephone game. 
And we all know how the telephone game works. We played it in school. It doesn't. <laughs> it's always messed up. Um, and so, you you know, you got, uh, well, if you're the agency owner at small, you're calling, you're talking to the customer, you're talking to the, the partner who's doing the work, you're going back and forth, every little issue, all your time gets sucked into that stuff. And so you don't mm-hmm. scale. Um, you, you probably hate what you're doing because you're like always dealing with problems instead of actually building a business. Right. Um, and so we wanted to solve that by going, look, we install phone lines over here, answer the phone as your brand. We, install, uh, we um, have email communication that happens over here underneath your brand, all through a project management system. So it's not yet, you didn't get CC'd on an email, 100% transparent. You can log into the project management system, see everything. It does email out to you as well. Um, and the nice thing is what we preach, and it's so hard for a lot of folks because like they built, they built their baby. Um, is we preach, we want to get them out of the project management role and into really that CEO mentality, elevate them. We, we're, we're constantly about elevating our partners to that CEO role, which is building the brands, building the business. And it's not even necessarily so much like they don't even have to worry about the process as much because we've got that dialed in. They, they get to literally just focus on the big problem of, all right, well, how do I go get more leads and how do I put more in the funnel here? Um, yeah. and, and so then, you know, which is perfect for a sales-minded CEO, which I know so many of them, right? They, that's what they enjoy, getting out there, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, talking to the community, getting people excited about what could be done. Um, and they don't really want to have to think about the, the nuts and bolts of the process side of things. So in order for that to work, do you guys have set packages where it's like, this is it? this is what you sell. You can't go outside of this. Otherwise the whole thing falls down. So uh, what's nice is we literally go, look, uh, worry about the lead generation side, bulk them into meetings with our team because they don't even have to worry about what to sell. We're going to analyze the, the prospects. Uh, we, so we show up to every meeting, every prospect meeting with competitor research. We ask them, hey, tell us the prospect, tell us their top two to three competitors, get that from them. It gets the, the, the prospects super interested to show up in the first place. They always get value. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're big on just making sure any interaction you're getting value from it. So whether they, it, let's say they don't have a need today, they go, wow, those guys really knew their stuff and they come back. Um, so we're building up that brand equity. So anyways, so we show up to that, that meeting. They, they don't necessarily have to know all the ins and outs of every service from the very beginning. They, they don't need to know all the, all the products, um, all the boundaries. We do. We got it. We're going to help with that the whole sales process. Now, as time goes on, I, I tell people, look, you're going to learn. You know, you're going to sit in all these meetings. You're going to learn via osmosis. So, you know, you're going to start to understand this is how we set expectations. Um, but do you long- give them like a pricing sheet? So it's like, hey, don't go promise somebody page one ranking in three months for $500. Like that would be bad if they came on the call. Like, well, no, I was just talking to the CEO guy and he told me it would cost $500. Yeah, no, uh, we don't do that. So I, as far as, yes, pricing cheat sheet, yes, they, they get that. Um, so the normal process, like in the SEO side, is uh, we meet them, we show them, hey, look, this is where some of the opportunity is, but we want to do a deeper dive together. Our first engagement is going to be a comprehensive analysis, three weeks of due diligence, show you this is where we can see you know incremental movement for you. These are the low-hanging fruit. This is what we can win in three to six months. This is six and nine months, nine to 12 months. So we don't set those expectations on a sales call. They make a financial commitment to start somewhere with us. And then now we have a fiduciary responsibility just 
this is how it is. This is the data. We actually had the time to go get all the data to tell you this is what your expectation should be. Mm. So you do paid consults basically to start things off, which is something every agency loves the idea of. But again, to step up and pitch it is, I would say the large majority of the time you back down right away. And you know what? Why don't we just include it? Like, right. Everybody just buckle. <laughs> yep. And a lot of folks do that. Um, and the, the nice thing is I feel like we bring such value with just the competitor analysis. When people, I was just going to say, I feel like the twist that you put on it that I thought was interesting was coming in with a little competitor analysis to give them a taste of like, I love what you said, they're going to walk away with value either way. And those are my favorite sales calls, right? It's like, hey, even if you don't end up working with us, what we gave you is actionable, right? Like you could take that to anybody who knows how to run ads or anybody who knows how to do this, you could put it into play. And when people get that, they're like, wow, that's instant trust, right? It's like, okay, clearly these guys know what they're talking about. They're not scared that I'm going to go down the street to some competitor. They actually just gave me something I could take to a competitor if I wanted to. Like these guys aren't afraid of losing me. Like, you know, you know, it's like, there's they, the don't, they don't need there. me. I need them. Like, <laughs> right. look, I know that. Yes. Uh, I'm giving you some good stuff here. I know that also we're the best guys to actually execute on it. So you're yeah. probably going to want to take the next step. I, well, I, that piece I'm sure makes it way more likely, way easier to sell the paid consult of like, Hey, you saw like that, that very, you know, I don't know how you pitch it, but like that analysis that we just did, I mean, that's just scratching the surface, now. right? Like we're going to go deep with that over the next X amount of days makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah. It's a preliminary analysis. This is the high level. I, the way I, I, I uh, present that um, our, our team presents it, I don't actually do many of those anymore, is this is a starting point. I wanted to show you what's out there. This says, this is what you're doing. This is what your competitor is doing. It does not say, how do we get to where we want to go? Mm. And if we want to do that, that is a deep dive analysis, a comprehensive analysis is going to take three weeks. You know, we don't want to build a whole marketing plan on, on a free report. We want to right. put some like real guts behind it. See, now I don't know where you guys are with high level, but this is what I love about our new SaaS mode. Because even if that presentation was a home run, no client likes to hear three weeks, right? They're like, oh man, like three weeks. But if you set up the, the core SaaS mode, I'm loving it because I'm seeing agencies saying, this is great. This buys me time because as soon as I turn on GMB chat and as soon as I connect their Facebook and as soon as I put the chat widget on their site, free leads start coming into the system and they're excited. So like day two, they're like, wow, this is already working. Like, this is great. And now they're not, you know, again, going back to like that every day where you're getting the email, like what, what happened today? Where are we? Like, what, when's this going to start? When's the magic going to start? You know what I mean? And so I, again, I don't know where you guys are as far as, you know, SaaS mode and implementing that set of things, but I love it as a bridge to things that do take, you know, time to set up. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's perfect. Any, any little things that you can be doing along the way as you're building that, that bigger piece is so important because I think that extra touch points, it just, they feel more comfortable They're, I mean, yeah. I, it, just put yourself into that, that buyer's role of, Hey, you just spent a thousand, two thousand, three thousand $3,000 on something. Yeah. You kind of want to hear from somebody. You want, you want to yeah. feel good about yeah. what's going on. You don't want to just be like, okay, cool. Uh, crickets. And Oh, Hey, you guys are back in three weeks. Like, no. Yeah. I'll call you in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 
I'm intrigued about the inbound phone call. You you mentioned that you guys actually spin up a number and you'll take direct calls from the client as the white labeled partner. Correct. So we have all that integrated over here. So our partner buys a phone number, we integrate it. That's the number that they would call into. Um, and then, you know, we see it on our phones, um, which we're actually in the process right now of migrating it all over to Microsoft Teams. So it'll all just be like super easy of like, hey, if something happens again, we all have to go home. Uh, we don't have to have a reception and still come to the office. Um, hmm. So, uh, right, right. yeah, we literally can answer it. We, it literally shows on the screen uh, what, what uh, brand it is, um, and then we know how to answer the phone. So, all right, last thing I wanted to cover with you is scaling. So you mentioned scalable solution. How, how do you scale with a white label partner? Is this like, hey, start with one service and we'll slowly build up? Or is this like, hey, we've got incremental plans of like when they hit this level of success, we're going to go back on another sales call and, and ramp up the ad spend? Or what does scaling mean to you? Sure. Um, when I say that we're the most scalable solution, it means that I am giving as much time and valuing my partner's time as much as possible. So, um, whereas, you know, the typical white label experiences, you got to play the back and forth game. You got to play a lot of customer service, all that, give all that time back. That's what I mean by like the most scalable. Gotcha. Um, and so they can just focus on, go get the next one, go get the next one, go get the next one. And not on, oh, well, I need to talk to this customer. I literally tell them, look, our CEO, if a customer were to call in and at, you know, talk to the CEO, um, first off, they're not getting all the CEO. Um, but second off, let's say they get through to the CEO. Um, he's going to say, I need you to talk to our account manager. That's where we try to get our agency partners to. Now, I always tell any new partner though, look, this is a brand new relationship. What I'm pitching to you and suggesting that our relationship looks like is going to take time. It's going to take trust. You know, I, you've mm -hmm. built this up. You're handing me a customer. I expect you, you're going to show up to the first few meetings, but as time goes on, you go, oh yeah, these guys got it. Uh, we're, we're plug and play. We're your, we're your team now. Um, you're not going to show up to every team member's phone call. Like that's not going to work. So mm -hmm figure out, all right, cool. You guys have got this back out of the meetings. And then they're probably going to have a sales guide on their side, join a quarterly meeting or every six months. And they're going to look for case study opportunities, testimonial opportunities, upsell opportunities and referral opportunities. Those are the four things that they, they kind of show up, just maintain that relationship and they're looking for how do they get a little extra value out of the relationship? I mean, that's like, <laughs> Almost too good to be true for any age, uh, CEO, right? It's like, oh man, if I could just say like, no, you need to talk to your account manager and be confident that that's going to resolve itself in a positive way. That's amazing. You might have, all right, so that you don't have all sorts of people banging down your door that wouldn't qualify to be partners. Do you guys have certain parameters of like, hey, yeah, if you're not prepared to sell at least this price, like we're not a fit. If, if you're not prepared for this, we're not a fit. Like, what do you want to get out there as a disclaimer? Yeah. Um, as a disclaimer, uh, there is an investment to white label with us. It's not free. Um, you're, you're going to make um, a significant investment. It's, I'm not going to disclose that here. Um, okay. But as far as price points, though, for customers, they need to be thinking, you know, uh, $1,000 or more for services. If you're looking for not, not necessarily our price, but if they're not pricing it to their customer $1,000 or more, is not going to be a fit. There's not going to be enough meat on the bone for them to have margins and, you know, run a good successful business. 
Sure. And that sounds reasonable. I mean, I think a thousand a month is a pretty, if you're not selling for more than a thousand a month right now, you probably need to reevaluate some things in general. I've met <laughs> a lot of people that charge freelancer rates and I'm like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're literally building this thing where you hit a wall and you're not going to be able to give those customers to anybody else. Like mm -hmm. you're the only one that could ever manage these customers at this price point. You can even hire somebody like that'll take every inch of profit. So um, if you're charging freelancer rates, you're not an agency. So start thinking like an agency. Yeah, totally. So Mike, where do they go? If people are interested, they want to find out what it costs to get involved. What's sure. the URL? Um, well, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say you could Google the phrase white label. Um, <laughs> we rank number two right underneath Wikipedia. So the first company uh, that provides white label services, but you could also just go to thatcompany.com, um, contact us there, fill out a form, pick up a phone, call us. Uh, happy to chat. Nice. I love it. Again, if you're only offering one or two services, you are shooting yourself in your foot. We've got data to prove it. I'm sure Mike can show you a lot of uh, case studies as well, but you really need to start thinking about offering more services, a more holistic package. Um, it sounds like these guys do a phenomenal job. I know you've been, in, you guys have been doing this for a while, right? Yeah. So we've been doing this since 2007. Uh, that's when we first started the organization. We got in a white label initially in 2008. Um, it became our full-time who we are, what we do in 2015. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so that's like as veteran as it gets really. I mean, the industry is not even really that old as we know it. So, um, and, and I can say personally, that company is a name that I've heard in the industry for a very long time. So um, check them out if you guys are interested. Mike, thanks so much for coming on to chat. Absolutely. Thank you, Chase. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you in the next one.